Welcome, this is Voice of Change, a syndicated radio broadcast and podcast airing since 2011. Voice of Change is committed to raising the leader in you. And because time is the unit of life, I assure you that the next few minutes you have decided to invest in your own leadership journey will be rewarded with a definite paradigm shift. Stay with me on Voice of Change. If there's a topic we all like to talk about in Africa, it is leadership. We talk about it a lot, and I'm not too sure we're doing a lot about it. The actual doing. Perhaps there are a few leadership institutes scattered here and there across the continent. But what is being done about having a critical mass of African leaders for the next generation? There's so many things that are scaring me about this next generation. And I'm sure you too. There's the drug epidemic. There is the erosion of values. There's a fact that study after study after study has shown that this generation, not only in Africa, but all over the world, believe that the most important thing in life for them to achieve is wealth all over the world. Secondly, fame. These are studies from Harvard, professors of psychology. We are really on the verge of a collapse of values all over the world. Someone said the greatest need of the 21st century is leadership. But what are we actually doing to make sure that there will be a critical mass, a pipeline of leaders for the next generation to draw upon? Next generation complains the most insults the generation before the most stay tuned to voice of change we'll be back after this break voice of change is offered by ab consulting and often treasures foundation partners subscribe to voice of change podcast today on itunes and spotify and don't miss a single episode Welcome back to Voice of Change. I'm your host, Olaju Adinawa, and you can reach me on Instagram at Jumoke Adinawa. We're talking about getting a critical pipeline for leadership. First, who do we listen to as Africans the most? Who do we listen to? Who do you listen to? Apart from Voice of Change, which I thank you for. But who talks to you and you listen? You really do what they say. I'm not going to start from the family where all of us are taught. Let me go to the second level that most Nigerians and Africans listen to. We are all spiritual people. Nobody is as spiritual as an African who just believes that there's more to everything than meets the eye. There's nothing that just happens for a rational, logical reason. There is something behind it. Mm-mm. Arm robbers need somebody to pray for them before they go for the arm robbery or to get a charm for Everybody needs something. So we're spiritual people and we all listen to one spiritual leader after the other. So can this be a key to changing our mindset and our paradigms? What do we do in our churches on Sundays and our mosques on Fridays? A lot of the things that we come to listen to are about things that actually if the government was functioning will not be there. So a lot of people come on a Sunday and they're praying for a breakthrough. The breakthrough has something to do with their health, with their buying cars, with their having houses. These are things that if things were working, a lot of people would not be in church at all because there will be access to low interest finance, long-term finance for mortgages, 
half of the church is gone and that half of the mosque is empty because of that. That's why they're there. They need God to give them a miracle so these things can happen. If there was good consumer credit, most people would be able to buy a car on their salaries. They don't need God anymore on that again. If the healthcare system was working, they wouldn't be so afraid of the common malaria and everything that we're all waiting for a breakthrough for. It might be hard to hear these things, but these are the reasons why a lot of people are in the churches, the mosques, Habali's houses, wherever people go to get power to make a difference. It is rough, but it is true. Demand creates a supply. And therefore, even the messages that are heard in all these places are tailored to this. But is that really our problem? Is the problem the fact that we don't have houses, cars, and we don't have healthcare? Is the problem not a systemic problem of the fact that leadership is failing? So instead of tackling the symptoms, what about if our spiritual leaders begin to tackle the root cause? The root cause being that right there in our congregations, in the mosques, in the churches, wherever, right there in our congregations are the very people who go out and become bad leaders. How about we begin to tackle the fact that amongst us are the pipeline of bad leaders? How about we tackle the root cause of the problem instead of scrambling around the symptoms and promising our people the next car, the next house, the next whatever? How about we fix the problem of leadership? There were people at a time in this country, people like Holy Johnson, people like Habat Macaulay, people who cared about what was going on in the nation, and they were part of what we call the religious setup. People like Holy Johnson, Google it, there's not too much about him, but maybe you'll pick up a few things. Who was not only a clergyman, but who cared about nationalism, who cared about what was going on in the country, who ran for office, who are dramas within a CMS society, plays within church, yes, exemplifying, demonstrating what exactly society should be doing about the nationalist movement. What exactly are we doing today with a captive congregation on Fridays and on Sundays and even during the week? Are we tackling the root cause or are we just feeding the emotions of the people? We have a problem on our hands. Others will look at this country and say, we have a failed nation. What are we doing? It's time that we begin to put pressure on our spiritual leaders so that we begin to address the real problem we have instead of tackling symptoms one at a time.